Patty, you still were attracted to women, but you got married. Um, and like I said before, you were drugged, you were drinking drugs. Um, is this, does this happen a lot with people that are struggling with same-sex attraction, but they end up getting married, like, you know, uh, heterosexual? Yes, um, it's, it's not un uncommon at all. Okay. Um, Why? Why? Uh, they... Because I think, uh, especially, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older. Uh, there's, there's definitely in the past five years, there's a whole different ballgame now with people who are identifying as gay and, and trans. So I'm just going to talk about, you know, before this uh, new lunacy that we're experiencing now it really is strong delusion like second thessalonians talks about but yeah um generally i think it's people just trying to run from their pain and uh, like there's some people that have multiple marriages some people have been married two three four times for me i was running from the pain of same-sex attraction i was running from the pain of gender confusion i was running from the pain of of the sexual abuse. I started drinking and doing drugs at 12 years old. So by the time I was in high school and graduated high school, I, I was already at the end of my life. Like I'm, I'm 17 years old and I'm done. I can't, I can't do anymore. And so I met someone at a party, a guy that asked me out on a date. And I said, yes, because I'm like, you know what, even though I'm not attracted to guys, um, I've never really been in a relationship with a guy. Let me try this because maybe this is the thing that will take away my same-sex attraction and my gender confusion because I would have done anything at that point. And as as is when we try to handle things in our own strength instead of crying out to the Lord, which I didn't know I could, there was a God that I could cry out to, um, handling things in my own strength, it was it was not a very good decision for me because it ended up, I ended up marrying this person and it became abusive. And so it just was another seed of deception that was my perception led to the, and my experiences led to the deception that all men were bad because I experienced nothing but bad things from men. And so that was just yet another uh, rock on the foundation of deception that I was, was living in. Yeah. And so on that, uh, Petty, I want to bring up um, Jared's scripture, 2 Thessalonians 2, 11, 13. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 11, 13. For this reason, God will send upon them a <laughs> deluding influence so that they will believe what is false in order that they may all, uh, that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness, Okay. But we should always give thanks to God for you. Like, I want, the point I want to make, Patty, because of our time situation, is the strong delusion. Are we in those days now where God has sent a strong delusion upon people uh, in the, and again, we're talking about this specific category of sexual sin. Is this a delusion he sent people to actually believe that God created them that way and they're supposed to marry same-sex? Well, it seems very delusional to for even the medical community to say children at, as young as three, four, five years old are allowed to pick their own gender. It's delusional to... Uh, have a child, have a baby at the hospital, and and say, I'm not don't don't put male or female because we're going to let them choose their own gen gender. And I could go on and on with delusional things like this. However, if if 
if we study Second Thessalonians chapter two, it kind of falls into where does your eschatology fall into as to whether is the lawless one revealed yet? Do you have to have you know the Antichrist revealed before the strong delusion comes in? But um, in my version, I, I read out of the New King James Version, and it says uh, in verse 11, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And it talks about the lie in Romans chapter one as well, where it, it, it says that they weren't willing to, um, um, it says, uh, Romans chapter one, verse 23, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And to me, that's what the, the epitome of same-sex relationships are. When you, when you enter into a sexual relationship with someone of the same sex, you're worshiping self because there's, there's no more self-worship than entering into an intimate sexual relationship with someone just like self. And that is wow. really believing the law. Wow. Wow. And, and I believe that's the, the Romans chapter one and second Thessalonians chapter two are, 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 are intimately in, intertwined. I don't know fully, you know, cause God we're, we're to keep looking into God's word and growing in God's word and then continue growing in it. You, you know what, Patty, that a light, every once in a while I'll do a show, a gathering and a light will pop on what you said about the analogy of when you, are with someone of the same sex and you're in that relationship and you're, you're basically worshiping that relationship, you're pouring yourself into it, mm -hmm. that's like loving yourself because mm -hmm. that it. And you know what? When I started the, sh the show out tonight and it kept popping into my mind, I said, Lord, I said, men will be lovers of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah. that, in other words, it could be that homosexuality is a, is a reflection, uh, is a manifestation of men loving themselves in these last days. Yeah, David, wow. it, it really is. And if you look again, this is this is a big generalization. And excuse me, I don't often like yeah. to use general generalizations. But right. if you look at some same-sex couples, if you look at guys that are dating each other or in a relationship, sometimes they look really they look a lot alike <laughs> and and sometimes the same as, as you look at women i i mean i i know a lot of friends or i i what i study online yeah. i'll look at at the women i'm like my goodness it's like you're looking in the mirror you know yeah and that's i think there's a lot to that again it's not everyone yeah. no 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 of course of course look we're you're out god is using you to help people okay uh god is using me as a as a a funnel to funnel things through we're we're not judging we're not proclaiming this is the gospel what we talk about what we're saying is all of these things are a possibility we're asking the holy spirit to touch each and every person's heart so that he speaks to that individual um patty my last question and um and then you're going underground with us and i'm so thankful is now this is uh, <laughs> this is an honest question all right how do gays, homosexuals, view most Christians, okay, or people that call themselves Christians, or people that they think are Christians, okay? Because uh, we talked about the gay pride parade. Honestly, how does that world view Christianity? I hated Christians. I hated Christians, and I hated men. And um, it was because, well, I didn't really know 
any Christians. The only experience that I had from Christianity was when I was at gay pride parades and I saw signs being held up that said, you know, God hates fags, homos will burn in hell. Um, right. if, if I were to have a sign, first off, I wouldn't go to a gay pride parade. I'm more of an individual uh, uh, evangelist. But if I were to go to a gay pride parade, my sign would say free water and free sandwiches here. Okay, and okay. That, yeah. I, I want to come back to that because I was going to ask you about your sign. Okay. And I'm glad you tell me. But I want to back up a little bit. If you were to hold up a sign to Christians... And you, when you were in the world of, of practicing uh, homosexuality, and you were to you were able to hold up your sign to those Christians holding up their sign as as a homosexual, what would be on your sign that you would want them to see? Why does God hate me? Really? Mm -hmm. So, I really okay. believed God so, hated me. I really oh, believe that because they oh, told me that from their signs. Okay, so, and I'm going to use just, this is what you said. I'm not saying it's on every sign. It's not, but uh, God hates fags. Um, is it the hate part that bothered you, or was it the fag part that bothered you? The when combination you of using God with the word hate, hate. with a person's identity. It's oh. not, because as, as a gay person, they don't see their their identity is 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 gay or lesbian or any of that they don't see it as sinful or or something that that um should be a negative identifier so when you use the word god and the word hate and then a derogatory term for an identity all in the same sentence that's just pounding and pounding like you're you're taking someone that's been so hurt in life even if they've never been abused, they have experienced rejection. Um, and so now you're just, you're, what you're basically telling them is God is rejecting you as well. Wow. So, yeah. So, 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 so then your response to seeing that science says God hates fags would be, why does God hate me? I want to know, give me, so is it, is it fair to say that instead of holding up a sign, I'm talking to Christians, that God hates fags, to put on there why? In other words, maybe hold up the scripture or, you know, give some backup to what you're saying. No, no, no. You're, you're, no. Okay. Just, just right. yeah, I, I don't, there's, there's nothing, people are worth more than you holding up a sign in their face. Oh, gay, okay. gay pride parade is something that people from the LGBT community look forward to all year long they can't wait okay. to go to their pride it's a very special day for them and okay. so um my opinion is just just kind of leave them alone on that day maybe the next day go to the city and help clean up the trash that was caused from the people from the lgbt community they probably left a lot of empty beer cans and whatever around you go have your jesus loves you whatever t-shirt on uh, maybe the name of your church, even better, put the name of your church on there and go clean up the city and, and serve the Lord by serving those who um, don't know Jesus. Because our, our Lord was a suffering servant. Um, okay. And I, I want to be an example of, of serving even my quote unquote enemies.
Okay, so what you're saying is leave them alone. Just just mm-hmm. leave them be. But you also mentioned that if you held up a sign, you'd say free water and hot dogs here. Right. What, so so if the mean? Lord is calling you to go right. to a pride parade, I would get a bunch of water bottles. We'll take, if you can see it in the screen, my water bottle. I would take off this label and instead put a label with a scripture on it instead. And I would, if I had a hundred, let's just say I had a hundred water bottles, I would ask the Lord for a hundred different scriptures. And then I would make a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because it's usually all, most gay prides are in June. So it's hot and people are drinking. So they're dehydrated and they need to soak up all that alcohol. So PBJ would be great. Pray over each one of those bottles. And as they come over and, and say, yay, can I get one of those water bottles? Trust the Holy Spirit enough that that water you p- bottle you pick up to hand to that particular person is the very verse God wants them to hear. Wow. Okay. My last question, then we're going to go into your ministry. Um, what it, I know that at the Gay Pride Praise, I've, I've seen footage on it. I've been there, actually. And they're bringing children, uh, Patty. I'm talking about young kids, okay? And at these pride parades, now I'm not saying the one you were at, but the one I was at, they get pretty out there, pretty uh, promiscuous, pretty sexual, and they don't seem to have uh, sensitivity to young children. Is this a good idea for people who want to support homosexuality or gay pride to bring their kids in? I mean, is this... No, tell me why. No, well, I mean, we it's it's again stirring up thoughts in children's. It's so yeah. it's so raunchy. Gay it, it, yeah. are so raunchy. They yeah, really they are. are. Yeah, and and um, there's people that for years have been bringing kids. It's it's not a new thing. And even when I was in the life, I I was disgusted when I saw children there it is not a place for kids i don't know why people would bring them to that i think they just uh, i don't know that it's indoctrination for those that are gay uh, i think they've been so hurt and so uh, marginalized and maybe abused as children that they don't you can only take someone as far as you've gone and if you've not healed in your own brokenness you're you can't see yeah. other people's brokenness and how to help them in that. And, and it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's such spiritual darkness. It's uh, just so much darkness. We need uh, to really, really pray. Of course. I mean, people are just brain dead. They don't get it. You know, they'll take kids to these things and I'll look at them and go, what are you doing exposing your kids, mm-hmm. you know, to this nonsense? And, and it's demonic. We, I don't want to get, we'll get into that in the underground. I want to talk about demonic activity uh, in the realm of homosexuality and actually any sexual perversion, but it's demonic. I mean, this is the dark side coming, wanting to destroy the marriage, uh, wanting to destroy between a man and a woman. Patty, your ministry, outofegypt.org. Okay. Outofegyptministries.org. Uh, sorry, outofegyptministries.org. Okay. So, Patty, it's one thing to come out of something like you did, and I'm free. You're free, Okay. But it's another thing to look back at the Titanic and say, wow, I got off that. I'm going to go back in and save these people from a sinking ship. I mean, why, after you got out, did you ever think that, look, I just went out. I don't have anything. I don't want to think about it, God. What would possess you to to go back on the Titanic and pull people? You know you're going to take a hit for that. Literally nothing but obedience to the calling God called yeah. me to. I tried 
I tried to run from him in, in this ministry. I knew he was calling me to it about seven years ago. And um, I know when, when the Lord speaks with me, he, he doesn't use like a whole, whole storyline. I call them God, God's one-liners. And the one-liner yeah. he gave me was that he told me, you're pretending you haven't heard my voice. I was like, oh. And I knew he was talking about being obedient to come into this ministry that he called me to. And so, of course, I, I prayed and prayed and prayed for months and asking him what the first step was. And he showed me that he was calling me. Uh, he was giving me the church, actually, as a platform, calling me to churches, to be a missionary to the church, actually, um, to go to churches and speak, share my story so people can have a better understanding of some of the people of the LGBT community, share how God radically and miraculously saved me, and then give them the tools to uh, help understand their own children better that might identify or those co-workers and friends and talk more specific on gender issues and so it's it's been a real blessing because i've seen pastors i've seen pastors cry i've seen pastors repent over the way they've treated people from the community and right. and yeah uh, patty it's i tell you i i you're one of my heroes because you're in a you're in a you're in the line of fire ministry, okay, uh, where you're on the front lines. You're on the front lines, I'm telling you. They've made many, many movies about aliens, but the question is, are they angelic or demonic? Why don't they want to acknowledge uh, the supernatural? Uh, the seminary education today, that when pastors are being trained, there's no emphasis on the supernatural, even though the Bible's a supernatural book. As in the days, days of no, uh, so it will be. Yeah. And it goes down to, well, what is their ultimate purpose? Inaugurate the Antichrist. If you're like me, and you're tired of organized religion, the same kind of preacher preaching feel-good sermons, I'm a mom raising two kids, and I want them to hear the truth. I'm a gatherer right here on David Heavener Live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, where we learn what it means to be a real Christian, to cast our demons, heal the sick, and fight the good fight. I'm not famous, and I'm certainly not rich, but I'm a child of the living God, and I stand on truth. I hope you'll join me and many others right here on David Heavener Live where we learn to use our God-given power. I've come to chew gum and kick the devil's rear end. And I'm all out of gum.